Welcome to iPodcast Magic Missile, where we play games and talk geek. Broadcasting every week from the New River Valley in the beautiful mountains of Southwest Virginia, we bring you audio from some of the most exciting games, new and old. No actual wizard spells here, just actual play from great games. This is iPodcast Magic Missile. This is Dave. This is Will. This is Duncan. This is Joanna. This is Yanni. This is Caitlin. And we are iPodcast Magic Missile. This is the Learn How to Play Korean, the role-playing Oh, game. Learn How to Play Korean. Um, I finally got it in. Um, it's sort of a Hogwarts uh, unbranded, because, you know, obviously they can't get that, uh, with the conceit being that to cast magic spells, you have to uh, say them in a foreign language. Yep. And there's three levels of, of difficulty, so... You know, like the, the easiest level, there's 13 nouns and verbs that you memorize, and if you pronounce them right, your spell goes off well, and if it doesn't, there might be complications. It, it very much takes, like there's no dice, but you know a lot of this reminds me of the apocalypse and the powered by apocalypse and that. Where you have the, um, the miss, the, hit, the, the weak hit and the strong hit. Yeah, yeah. except that there's not actually a single DM. One person. So how do you judge? Is there <laughs> there's so audio there's recordings a, like that you can judge? Yeah, against? there's there's an app. It, like oh. you, you you have to have a smartphone to play this game, <laughs> or or a computer. Running That's awesome software. though. Like, but you, you say your thing into you. What, well, actually, what you do is you write down the spell you're going to cast yeah. in Korean, uh, and then you speak it into your phone, and if it comes out right, you cast the spell. If it doesn't, you failed. Um, instead of having an MC. Uh, there's a negotiator, and who the negotiator is in each scene passes to the right. Uh, well, that's kind of cool. And so, like, everyone gets a chance to be the MC, and everyone gets a chance to be the sort of person who sets up the scene. Yep. Uh, and yeah, I'm I'm excited about this. I actually uh, one of the guys, Zin, who hangs out at the game store. Yep. Uh, I was talking to him about it, and he's gone for the summer. So I'm gonna think if I can stand to wait till <laughs> next school year, uh, may try and run it then. Um, Neat. And they're gonna do expansions for other languages. Um, two of the scratch schools were Japanese and Chinese, and you know I wouldn't be too surprised if someone does a hack for other languages. But uh, did I, they hit them? Yeah, yeah. No, no, those are the two that they hit. That they hit. Okay. Um, so those those will come out sometime. I, I will say they should have spent paid more on the editor. There is so many things missing. Uh, you know, the, where it's you know obvious. It's like you know, this is say so and so's true name, and then it there's just a period that they don't actually put it in there, or you know, just Ooh. stuff stuff missing. Um, well, like none of it is critical. It's just slightly less than professional. Uh, Which is sad because it's a really nice looking book. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I mean it came out pretty well. There were supposedly some printing errors where some of the words got on some of the pictures somewhere, but I couldn't find it. Um, Neat. That's either great or terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it wasn't in all of them either. I don't know. I uh, just backed Short Order Heroes, which is a deck of cards that I saw used to great effect at Forge. Um, which is basically the cards with different sort of personality traits or things on them, like, you know, you know, 
creative, uh, clumsy, you know, that sort of thing. And, like, basically when you want to create an NPC and you want to... You're creating a bunch of NPCs and you want to sort of make them unique. You just draw, like, one, two, or three cards and that becomes, like, the seed for that person's personality. And let me tell you, during Apocalypse World, there were so many times where I wish I had that, where I had to, like, create two or three people from scratch on the, and, and have them read differently. And honestly, the only time that worked was with Mill. <laughs> so, like, it, it's going to be really, it's going to be really neat to have that, even just as a, as a sort of a crutch, as a fallback for mm-hmm. when um, I'm stuck in a scene and I'm like, oh, now we have to have three dudes. Who are they? Yeah, so, I, I think I would. I, I'm going to have to get that myself. Uh, yeah. That reminds me of those hack writing tools, though. Though I think it actually works in a story game where yeah. you have to generate yeah. a whole bunch of realistic characters on the spot. But, like, they have these these tools for writers. It's like a randomly generate a plot point. It's like, oh, yeah. That sounds like fun, though, for just an, a writing exercise. Like, oh, yeah. Go into totally. NaNoWriMo and say, okay, <laughs> I'm going to use, I, I've got opening tabs, D&D character name generator, generator. random plot point generator, exactly. and then I'm writing fantasy novel. <laughs> We're going. TV Tropes has an excellent random plot generator. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> really? Yes, it does. check that out. I, I, I it's do silly. Like the, the art for the yeah. Sorted Heroes. Uh, like I want to see that character complicated, wise, and unnerving. Iro. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I realize that this is actually a tropish character in 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 Eastern fiction, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm complicated. That is a much easier. You clumsy and foolish. <laughs> I never want to see that character again, <laughs> ever. God damn. I don't think they have any more examples. God damn you, Zoe to channel Everywhere. characters. <laughs> Oh. Everywhere, but um, but really, yeah, remember that character she plays? But in, in <laughs> Five Hundred Days of Summer, she was wise, complicated, and unnerving. <laughs> yeah, and also complicated. And oh, wait, those are the you know. I was going to say the other three. three adjectives, and then it. I forgot what they were because uh. I drank that really quickly. <laughs> 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 Sorry, it's cute, clumsy, and foolish. There you go. Yeah. So what did everyone do this week? Besides me. <laughs> I made a corpsepult. <laughs> Let me tell you about my corpsepult. Ooh. It's a corpsepult. It's a catapult. Except it catapults piles of corpses. It's for my Vampire Counts army. I'm very proud of this Duncan, conversion. isn't that already a design? For a thing that exists in real history? Yeah, but Warhammer hasn't, <laughs> Warhammer hasn't done it yet, so... I'm on it. I'm on do, it like blue bomb. You're not allowed to do anything <laughs> in Warhammer that actually happens. Simpsons did fantasy. it. Simpsons did it. I don't know. Did they? Did they have a corpse? Probably. Probably. They had a giant ball made out of writhing bodies that had corpses in it. That's horrible. That's gross. Yeah. Hold on. Isn't there a name for that? Player and I think that's gross. A horrible writhing body ball. They have a rat king, <laughs> which is like a, you know. I don't know what a rat kingdom is. I fought one of those ones. Oh, Just saying. Right. It's like that with people, but they don't, they're not tied together where they're killed. I think I must have that coffee going. There's yeah. people that usually have them. I got a tell. That got weird. Well, you ran, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was interesting. It was my first time running a game of anything at all ever. It was, it was great. And so yeah, I'm very pleased that I was not running out of the house with pitchforks and that people <laughs> enjoyed themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty ecstatic about how it went. It was a relatively... 
it was much goofier than the first game of Dread I played. Um, that was our fault, though. But yeah. that was not your fault. <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, I I am just glad that it went as well as it did, and that even if people had fun instead of fear, that's that's still that's that's oh, important. important. Also, there was there was enough tension over it. There was. Mm. Enough tension from just the mechanic, so yeah. I, I, I actually died. Yeah, Yanni died. Yanni is horrifying. Playing Jenga, she's a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's just like <laughs> she's drunk on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> that one. Pow. Yeah, like, that is how she plays Jenga. Yes. I've not played Jenga with her in years. My God, so it was terrifying. And she, yeah. she did knock it over. That she was the never knocked part. it over. Yeah, I was she just, like, she made me look like a chump. She like just yanks. She has the tiniest little hands too. She just knocks the tower halfway over to take one thing, and then it never falls. Yeah. It was just like I don't, even, I don't understand how she did it. Yeah. Maybe uh, that's the point. She knocks the tower slightly to loosen various blocks. <laughs> well, if the tower is rocking this way, you then can while it's the one here, out. you can slide this as long one as it doesn't out. come back the other way and go over. Yeah, uh, this is horrifying. Ninja. No, 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 not ninja. Drunk ninja. <laughs> uh, it was amazing. But yeah, it was very fun to run. Um, it was very amusing. I think a lot of people psych themselves out of GMing. Yeah. And, you know, I understand when you... So, the big thing is, with the traditional games, there's usually, like, 800 pages of rules you have to know. And, like, <laughs> it's it's easy to feel like, oh, I need to know at least as much as my players do. Yeah. And so... I don't do that. <laughs> it's I, just ask, I ask my players rules questions. Oh, yeah. With edition d and I'm like, hey, you... How does that work again? Well, fourth yeah. isn't so bad though, because the, because if the rule isn't on a card that someone has in front of them or on a monster that you have in front of you, it's one of like how do you climb, how yeah. do you jump, and that's really sure. it. There's not a whole lot of there there. Uh, I, that didn't go over super well when I did that in Pathfinder Society. Really? Yeah. What's well, because there are sharks there? Yeah. Yeah. When you, um, when you pants that one? Um, <laughs> oh, no, 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 not that one. Like, just, there, there was another one that had things. pumpkin and a couple of other power gamers in it, and and they were like, um, "This is how you climb to my benefit for no reason because I need this mild mechanical." Oh advantage. God, they, they, they were trying to go down some stairwells that weren't defined on the map, and I was like, "Okay, it's going to take you about two turns to get down." But I'm not going to tell you exactly because it's going to take you around two turns to get down. What do you and they're exactly? like, "But my movement is 30 feet. I can get to here." How? And they were like trying to get find out how you know the angle of the corridor of the, the really? stairwell. And I was just really? like, "You're you're going down the stairs. You can't really see the bottom just yet. You'll maybe you'll get down to the bottom next turn." But I'm not omniscient right now for this very moment. Well, roll plus is. roll plus dex. That was on a strong hit. You get down to two turns. You should have only made the third person on, person omniscient. The the that was the same game where the two um, there was a whirlwind and it like could fly people around in the air for so many turns. And pumpkin started looking it up in the book to find out how many turns it would last. I'd be like, and I said, no, don't look it up. I know how long it lasts. You don't need to know until it stops. See, here's what I would do. That, that's definitely right. I, did that stop him? Yes. Okay, He was good. pissed, okay. but he stopped looking it up <laughs> okay, on good. his computer while we were playing. I think All a right. good threat. So hold on a second. Names. 
Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. okay. I can pumpkin it, but yeah. just yeah. You but know. see, when a player does something like that, I I had a DM who wasn't particularly good, but he was very good on one thing. If you try to meta the game, he will alter the rules of the game. Yeah. <laughs> really. What is the AC of the monster? It doesn't matter if you found out the AC of the monster by figuring it out. If you say it aloud, he will change it so it's higher. <laughs> How much higher? Probably by one. But if you say, oh, I bet it's just this number. <laughs> Not no, anymore. No, it's higher than that. <laughs> Would you like to keep guessing? <laughs> see oh, can... Admiral Wuggles. <laughs> see if you can guess my riddle. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I don't entirely mind people who have like everything memorized. You know, there's people who've played D and D so much. They're like, oh, I know this monster. I know how it works. Whatever. Yeah, but they should keep there's, that separate from their characters. Knowledge. Well, even if they don't, like meta game is meta game. Yeah. I mean, you can't stop people from doing that. But if those you are, people, your way to be a dick. Those yeah, people are ter- policy, and those people are terrifying to DMs. Because ultimately, in those games, it's the DM's game. And so, like, you really... I think a lot of people get psyched out of running games. Whereas this stuff, it's just like, can you come up with interesting plot points? Mm -hmm. Can you come up with interesting, compelling NPCs? Can you inject some interesting details into the world? Mm -hmm. Can you make people make hard choices? Well, then you can run any of the games that we play. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Those are the important parts of uh, DMing anyway. Yes, but... Right, but DMing is also... (laughs) DMing, like, D&D... Or Shadowrun, or even White Wolf, it's still mostly a war game. Yeah, yeah, and, and with, with a little bit of role playing thrown on, like some ranch dressing, but it's still mostly a war you game. You are always the world. Yeah. Well, you're not always the. There are certainly games where you're not the world, but in even in the Powered by the Apocalypse games, you're you are the MC is the world. But the world in those games is about relationships and uh, a narrative. You know points and and bangs and that sort of thing. And that is actually one thing that really excites me about magicians is that since no one is always the MC, everyone plays the world. Yeah. You have one character that's yours that you always get to play if they're in a scene. And you also have a it's not antagonist conflict character who you never get to play. Oh. Always someone else plays that character And they're sort of like your foil And that can be a PC or an NPC That's neat um, And then you know whoever's the negotiator at the time That plays everybody else Which like, I, I love the idea of collaborative fiction uh, And there's so many good games out there that do that I mean you know Everything from Fiasco to Last Best Hope is the same way well, To a even, lot of these other Even the Powered by Apocalypse world One of the things is you know Sometimes let the players decide. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I can't remember the exact wording, but it's basically, you know, sometimes give up narrative control. That, that's know? to be honest with you. That's why Unmighty Thieves is kind of my go-to game. Is because I don't have to do anything other than occasionally throw a scene at people. Everyone, it's their job to come up with all the details. <laughs> it took us. A, it actually took us a few minutes to get going, but once people are like, "Oh, I'm just going to say this," um, but yeah. So I think that like now that we have these type of games, like. You don't have to be afraid of... No one should be afraid of running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... You don't, yeah. have, you don't have to have a wrench and 50 hours to figure out how to run a game. No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, I have to say... It was... Uh, you have to have 50 hours to set that shit up. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Joanna, you were saying? Oh, well, I was just going to say that I did... I did dread running dread up until I actually started running dread, and then I'm like, oh, well, you know, this isn't hard. Everybody's really 
everybody's a good contestant here, so I don't really have to panic anymore on the inside. It's also so. not an adversarial environment yeah, like not, running maybe yeah, Pathfinder Society can yeah. do, where the other players just trying to well, You're one player and you're fighting the other players. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just very lovely, so I have to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for thank you. Maybe all happy, so... Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, and it makes me want to run other things, even if they would be more challenging, or if I'm dealing with people that are adversarial or something. Yeah. I feel I feel really bad that the first game Wendy played with us, I was stuck playing Electra's <laughs> Professor, and she was stuck playing the <laughs> only female character, <laughs> and my character was intent on boning her, and so like I toned that down the best I could. <laughs> right. Caitlin was. Yeah. I felt really Caitlin bad. Was very good. I've heard. <laughs> I've heard that you were excellent as the professor. Yeah. 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 Caitlin played a very good lecturous professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She I should was... not have gotten tenure. Yeah. No, I really shouldn't have. <laughs> Why did they do that? Because you've been there for like ten years. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's one thing that was the most enjoyable about Dread is seeing everybody basically take up the characters. And have them be not exactly what I thought, like creative, like different in these wonderful, marvelous ways, but like still the point of the character came through, which was something that I wasn't. You did an excellent job with the player questionnaires because you did exactly what you're supposed to do in Dread that you you sketched out a character but left enough blank space for everyone to put their own twist on it without, Mm -hmm. but, but still managed to keep the archetypes you needed for that story. Yeah. Yeah, and so I was really pleased that everybody picked that up but then made it so awesome. Like, the the PhD student was so much more... Was like, that well? Yeah, you're like, oh, <laughs> so annoying! <laughs> so annoying! <laughs> like, you Ryan, man! Everything about him! <laughs> and it just, like, quadrupled everything about that character. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah. And I'm so glad, I'm so glad t- you picked... Somebody from Iran, because that's what I was hoping. You would pick somebody from, like, a Middle Eastern Muslim mm-hmm. country, and then Brian would be constantly like, so, what's it like to be really in Iran full of Muslims? And just irritating. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was actually supposed to be that dynamic? Not necessarily. More or less? No, kind but it could have been, and then it happened, and then it made me very happy. That's... I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, there, it, there were certainly a lot of, sort of, the, the PvP questions... Uh, open up a lot of opportunities. Right. And so, for instance, we certainly had the same types of dynamics where uh, it turned out that the free spirit and the serious... Was it the biology student who had the, yes. the germaphobe? Yeah. Were sisters? Oh, really? And they hated yeah. each other? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I picked chlorine because I couldn't think, like, of anything mm-hmm. interesting. That, that, that was, yeah. like... You were supposed to be my protege. <laughs> what about me, Professor? <laughs> Fuck you, Brian. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> and, uh, yes. I, feel, I feel like I was trying, when I read through the, the questionnaire, I was trying to make the biologist be kind of an asshole, and I didn't end up following through very well on that. Yanni, um, you're not an asshole. Someday I'm going to play a character who's a terrible person. Yeah. Someday I'll play a character. I haven't done it yet, though. I, I would like to do that. I mean, I don't. I don't think. Um, do it. Do it, Duncan. It's uh, fine. Oh, I'm going to have to. When, maybe when Caitlin runs Apocalypse, we'll so you should do that. I'm going to. Well, okay. Like, I, I, I've got to tell you guys. Like, I, I kind of, I, I'm looking for a, a campaign that is 
I like ideas that are a little more out there, but played straight. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, Yanni came to me with the idea of, can I play a dolphin? And I almost shat myself with, my, with glee. <laughs> like, I was like... Can I play yeah. a moment? No, you can't. <laughs> well, I'm gonna hibernate. <laughs> I wouldn't let Will do it either. Maybe Yanni. My caveat is that you have to sleep with only one hemisphere at a time. <laughs> Sorry. Gotta work that in. So the idea okay. is that you, if, if the sillier it is, the straighter you have to play it, basically. It, yeah, I'm okay with you playing a silly character or a weird character or a character against you, but you have to play that character straight. I don't mean that you can't have silly moments or play a character with a sense of humor. I mean that if you take a ridiculous concept, like a patently ridiculous concept... You can't concept, be mugging for the camera and breaking the fourth wall the whole time. Right. I want you to take... If you take a fucking ridiculous idea, like, that would be, like... in another campaign would be, for the sake of being ridiculous, well, I want you to play it as just, straight as possible. Apocalypse World really sort of does need to be played straight. I've never yeah. once played in or heard... Uh, uh, a game that isn't. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't yeah. really lend itself to. It, no, it does. Yeah. It's great. And, and, and there's, the there's certainly some hilarity and stuff that comes up. It comes yeah. up, but it yeah. comes up like, organically within the story. Somebody, somebody does something funny, which or, is what's funnier anyway. It, it is like funny. Balls. Yeah, balls was good comic relief. Yeah, like balls half of the time he was on screen. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't because he was funny. It was because he was bumbling. <laughs> but his bumblingness was a good foil for other right. things going on. Yeah. Very, very much looking forward to this when it <laughs> I'm happens. So looking forward to it. I have like I'm gonna have time and energy for it. Before I was like starting to, to worry. I was like, uh, it depends how much energy will I have with this job. You read the now. book? Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, yeah. Seriously, so the, I know all these. No, rules. Caitlin was handed the book and then she read it. Pre, well, yeah, the, uh, pre, and then she said thanks. I read it twice. <laughs> pre- I'm gonna read it again. To be honest with you, the pre-second session prep is 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 the most work you'll do at all, and that took me probably an hour. You might be quicker than that, so yeah, like creating fronts and stuff. That's yeah. what the big thing. Yeah. yeah, that that is that is what I hosed up with the Apocalypse World game I ran, and mm. I feel like Monster Hearts doesn't really do a good no. job of telling you how to do that. And I don't know if fronts. He, so here's an interesting question. I don't know if fronts work the same way in Monster Hearts. They don't. They, I think they're super nebulous. Yeah, nebulous. I sort of feel like. <clears throat> I mean, to be honest with you, this is just just a peek under the under the uh, behind the curtain for me. Like, I was doing fronts, but I wasn't thinking about them as fronts. So I was doing probably all the things, but I wasn't writing it down. Like at first, I did make all the fronts and I had countdowns and all the rest of this stuff. But really, a countdown is just here's a sequence of events that will happen unless the players interfere. But you can just come up with that for some group, right? But the fronts, you know, I mean, the fronts were things like uh, three in H's family. Um, founds cults, Rakara and Skullhead, you know stuff like that, and it was just it was obvious, they, and the questions were obvious. And so after a few sessions, I stopped tracking yeah. it so much and focused more on individual NPCs and wedging players. And I thought that worked okay. I mean, I think it worked fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would say that like it's the fronts are a really good tool to get you started and it may or may not be a thing you continue doing as you run the game from like session to session but a lot of the advice that Vincent Baker gives is great advice which you can sort of just internalize mm-hmm. because what he's doing in a lot of times is not giving you something new it's giving you something that DMs have been doing forever and just writing it down well, uh, like the, the, the GM moves are the are exactly that 
One of the things that he's talked about, either on his blog or on the G Plus community, I can't remember which, is how Apocalypse World is kind of an onion. You have at the outermost layer, uh, well, at, at the innermost layer, you have do what the story says. Yeah. And then above that, you have like some different things that the, the DM is supposed to do your your agenda, your uh, principles. And then above that, you have the actual mechanics where you know. When a thing happens, you roll the rules. But at the core, the game is just a conversation. Mm-hmm. We we talk until we stop talking, and someone else talks. And sometimes you engage the rules to resolve stuff. But you know, yeah, playing uh, cowboys and Indians or cops and robbers is role playing. Just there aren't any rules, so it's a very easy to get into an argument of who shot first. Uh, What's resolved by the loudest person? That is not exactly my favorite conflict resolution mechanic. This podcast is fully copyrighted by its hosts. Visit us at podcastmagicmissile.com. I podcast Magic Missile, attacking the darkness since 2012.